Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Becky Hull, Heather Steele and Polly Sayer. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. What has everybody been watching, listening to? Yeah, Becky, I know you've got a recommendation you're excited to share. Right. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am very excited about this. So I have been watching a show called Jiri Hadji and it's on BBC and this is a bold statement but I'm going to say it anyway it's one of the best things I've ever seen Whoa. on BBC. Genuinely, it's big. really, really good. Sorry, it's called what? It's called Jiri Hadji. Now look, I have tried to look at the pronunciation. It's either Jiri or Giri. I'm not okay. sure how but I'm pretty sure it's Jiri Hadji and it translates as duty shame in Japanese. Okay. And it is about two brothers who are estranged and one is a policeman and the other has got wrapped up in the Japanese Yakuza gang. And on the surface, I thought this was not the kind of thing I would get into, but it is so gripping. Every episode leaves you actually with your mouth open. It's one of those shows where you constantly cover your mouth because you're so shocked at the scenes that happen. But put simply, the detective has to go to London to bring his brother back to the Yakuza because he is in a lot of trouble. But on his way over to England, he does find his brother, which isn't a spoiler, it happens really soon, but along the way, he meets a whole collection of people and it just really brings the story to life. And there is a character called Rodney, who I absolutely love. It's full of comedy as well. It's very violent, but it also balances out with sort of... They do it in a comic way. So they have like a watermark images on some of the scenes and it's all done like a comic mm. book. And it's really quirky and cool. But the storyline is beautiful. It's basically about two brothers that have been estranged and they have to pull together and when they finally get back together it's a case of do you hand your brother over to the accuser mm. Mm. interesting it's amazing is it a British cast or a Japanese cast it's a mix a mixture of both it's got Kelly MacDonald in who's got, in train spots yeah yes. exactly and it's in English and Japanese so it's a mix but it really honestly because I'm not good with subtitles I sometimes lose sort of interest but I was fully fully gripped and it's actually on weekly but I've just binged the whole thing on iPlayer okay and how many episodes are there there eight so it's brilliant Heather have you watched it no but me and Becky have been talking about it Mm. because I write the TV guide I kind of know what's happening on your radar but I keep meaning to watch it but I need a weekend to binge yeah that's what I need to do it's so good honestly I just can't I think it's just the gripping nature of gangsters basically but it's done in a way that you really want to find out about these people's lives Mm. and you know, they've all got really intense relationships and the Yakuza is fascinating anyway and it does not hold back on the actual things that go on. I mean, 
head cut off fingers. It's very graphic. Ooh, so get okay, ready. So it's quite gruesome. Quite gruesome, but it's done quite tastefully. So you don't ever feel, you know, it's just, it's shocking. I think that's what okay. I loved about it. Every episode, you're like, I need to see the next one now. Cool. Good. And it is a BBC production. BBC production. And it's by the same people that did Chernobyl, actually. Yes. Oh, so well, if there you've you seen go. that, then Ringing yeah. endorsement. Yeah, yeah. so okay. definitely give it a go. I do feel like I heard anyone talking about it. You're the first person I've heard mentioned. Oh, I'm uh, so glad. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm definitely give that a go. Polly, have you been watching anything? Yeah, I mean, I've watched a few good things this week. The first being Tell Me Who I Am, which obviously Lou oh. talked about in the podcast last week. So I won't go into any detail, but my God, it is insane. So if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's yeah. amazing. And then I've watched a couple of other things, but just a couple of episodes of each. So I've not got into the real nitty gritty of them both, but they're looking very promising. The first is called Younger, which I think is not super new. It's got like six series mm. out already. I don't know if you guys have watched it. No, no I've heard, heard of it. it. But it's on Amazon Prime and yeah, I watched the first couple of episodes the other day and it's just quite lighthearted, quite fun. You watch a lot of dark, heavy stuff sometimes. It's quite nice just to watch something a bit more chilled out. So it's about a woman who is 40 years old and she's just going through a divorce. She's newly single and she hasn't worked for ages. She's been bringing her daughter up and now she's divorced. She wants to find a job, but she's struggling to get back into it. She interviews lots of jobs. They're like, you're too old. And then she goes to a bar and meets a younger guy who thinks that she's 26 and asks her out on a date. And she does look really young. So she gets this new kind of lease of life and then starts to kind of apply for these jobs that she wants to be in, but acts as a 26-year-old. So it with that comes quite a funny narrative and she makes funny relationships with people and, you know, discovers her 20s again. And it's got Hilary Duff in it. Oh, wow. Um, oh, yes. And it's just quite easy watching and it is quite funny. So I um, would recommend that one if you've not already watched it. You can binge watch it. And what's like that series. on? Amazon Prime. And then I also started watching uh, Living With Yourself on Oh, Netflix. yes. It's the Paul Rudd series. Yeah. This which is really intriguing. Oh, it does. Yeah. It's really good. So it's about a guy who is kind of in a bit of a rut in his life he's not being the best kind of husband that he can be a bit miserable not enjoying work and then this guy tells him that he can go to this kind of clinic pay $50,000 and he'll be the better version of himself it's amazing whatever he goes to this clinic and it's pretty weird you know they put him under and whatever and then he wakes up he's like in the ground wrapped up and he's alive and he's like what the hell's gone on and he goes home and then meets this like clone version of himself that's obviously been made by that clinic and that clone guy is like way better than him in terms of like happiness and that experiment has obviously gone wrong and then it's all about kind of the aftermath of that stuff and it's quite funny and so is it a comedy yeah I think it is meant to be I mean I guess it's Paul Rudd like it's not yeah yeah yeah, exactly so it is a comedy but it has some kind of sensitive aspects to it so I'm looking forward to kind of getting stuck into both of those I think when I've got a bit more time well i've been watching something also on amazon prime called modern love this is the televisual adaptation of a regular new york times series of essays which is my favorite which is amazing so basically it's a weekly essay in which members of the public in new york write in a love story and it's mostly romantic love but often it can be you know familial love or platonic or whatever so they've adapted it as i say into a tv series it's eight or nine one-off episodes each one completely different cast 
completely different stories. So each episode is an isolated story. It's got the most unbelievable cast. So That's what's really gripped me. Exactly. In it. So there's one episode which Anne Hathaway stars in, another one with Dev Patel, and another one with John Slattery and Tina Fey. And that one actually is particularly good. That's written by Sharon Horgan and directed oh, by her as I well. Her. Yeah, she's brilliant. So yeah, each one is its own mini entity. But it's not had great reviews actually. And you know when you're really enjoying something and then you look up the reviews and you're like, oh, yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, most of the reviews have accused it of being a bit too saccharine. But actually, a bit like you were saying before about needing a bit of a tonic, I think they're lovely. I think it's so nice and refreshing to watch something where no one's going to get murdered. Sorry, Becky, I know it's not your thing. You know, there's a lot of negativity in this one and it's half an hour of just like really lovely um, I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, they're not all jolly, happy, clappy stories. A lot of them are about people working through tough Mm. relationships or telling different stories my favourite episode is definitely Dev Patel's one which is the second episode and he plays a kind of tech entrepreneur who is being interviewed by a magazine journalist and they each tell each other their stories of unrequited love and so it's, they form this gorgeous platonic relationship whilst telling each other mm. about these incredible love stories that they've had in their lives oh I just got goosebumps talking mm, about yeah. it it's so lovely that episode and also the first episode as well is about the relationship between a young woman and her doorman we're not a romantic relationship at all it's almost a kind of father-daughter kind of relationship so yeah I mean they're just really beautiful one-off stories with amazing cast Anne Hathaway's as well actually is particularly good she plays a high-flying lawyer who suffers from terrible bouts of bipolar so when she's high she's you know soaring and when she's low she's in bed for weeks and she kind of can't hold down her job whatever. and it's about her kind of working through that so it deals with all different themes and subject matters but great cast lovely stories and just knowing that they're all based on reality makes it extra special yeah, as well so yeah ignore on the reviews yeah mm-hmm. ignore the reviews exactly if you're looking for a bit of a tonic to everyday life and a bit of escapism I highly recommend so we wrote a feature on how to style your drinks trolley. The interiors trend is still very much around. There's a very good edit in this, by the way, if people are <laughs> still on the hunt for a drinks trolley. But it got us thinking about what kind of booze you keep in the home. Because mm. for every drinks trolley, you need some drinks. So Heather, <laughs> I'll start with you. What do you always have in the house? Lots of different interesting gins, because I think, yeah, you can obviously do lots of different things. I can't really entertain in my current studio flat, (laughs) yes. But, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to try and make a few cocktails here and there. But I think if you've got vodka, gin, some bitters and a freezer full of ice Mm. and stuff, you Mm. can kind of almost make anything or, you know, make a variety of things. So I think, yeah, a couple of gins. I really like bitters as well. So I've got a couple of those, a couple of whiskey bottles that I've acquired. I guess a lot of the spirits that I do have are kind of ones that you can drink on their own or with ice rather than anything that requires, Mm -hmm. yeah, mixes Mm -hmm. and fruit and whatnot. So what is your current gin of choice? My current gin, I really like Gin Mare and I've liked that for a long time. It's got lots of, it's Mediterranean, so it's got sort of olives and rosemary and other Mm. sort of nice things running through it. But I guess I just like a classic London gin. Obviously, I know there's a big trend now for pink gin Mm. and flavoured gins but there's a violet gin that's kind of quite popular at the moment mm. I just not for me unfortunately mm. it looks nice in the glass and looks nice on a drinks trolley but yeah I just prefer something a bit classic yeah. I like a London gin like yeah. a Sipsmith or is exactly. it Little Bird is Little that, Bird gin really Little good yeah. yeah Sipsmith as well actually I know I just said I don't like flavoured gins but they've got a couple of really nice ones they've got that cocoa and orange one oh, that yes, I think we've yeah. tried before they came here with their truck didn't they they did yeah, yeah that's really tasty Polly what about you you've got a husband in the booth 
shoes industry. Yes, so I yeah. suspect you were pretty well stocked. Yeah, we are in the fortunate position of always having quite a well-stocked bar. We have a lot of whiskies, <laughs> even though we're not big drinkers like sort of during the week ourselves but it's quite nice to have those options available mm. for when you're entertaining so we always have whiskeys gin usually some wine in there as well not big vodka drinkers though so yeah i never had vodka at home really. it reminds me of too many bad nights when i was a teenager yeah. so. I, I feel like gin is like a smart cocktail yeah, whereas yeah. vodka is more like night out so i feel yeah. like the older you get the less you might have vodka in yeah home. unless you want to make a martini because oh, i drink gin martinis yeah, but yeah. yeah. more of a gin martini yeah, gal but yeah when we were first sort of dating Eating. We used to do quite a lot of cocktail making at home. It's just like a fun activity mm-hmm. to do. We used to make daiquiris quite a lot because it's quite a simple cocktail to make. What do you do for So a, it's a just uh, rum, lime juice, and sugar syrup and ice. Mm. So it's super simple to make if you're new to making cocktails. All you need is your shakers and your jigger for the measurements and stuff. So, yeah, and they I think they taste really nice. Yeah. Mm. They're so refreshing, quite sweet as well. Yeah, um, easy to drink. Yeah, and you don't have to funny around with too many ingredients either. Yeah. Becky? Harry and I are yet to get yeah. ourselves... We're nearly there. <laughs> ...drinks trolley, but we are in the new year. But... I would say for my parents' 60th, we built a tiki cabin. Oh, yes, you oh, have a yeah. bar in your garden. We have a bar in the garden. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> I have never known that. Uh, well, I don't know. But we honestly built out of my old shed when I was a kid this tiki cabin for my parents' 60th, my Love brothers that. and I. And basically, it's just stocked with the basics. I'm not someone, I don't make cocktails in my spare time, but if I was going to, I'm on the flip side, I would use vodka to make a little Cosmo. Oh, Lovely yes. Cosmo. Mm-hmm. And also, I just think having juice or just mixers handy mm. it's always something we have down there we always make sure we've got things also syrups we have this mint syrup mm. which sounds disgusting but it's really good for mm. non-alcoholic cocktails mm. which there was loads when we did this big party so we just stock up on absolutely everything and mm. hope for the best to be honest it's actually really fun when you see those things to, to get them and then you mm. have them in the house because then mm. when you fancy something it's there, it's there. you can just yeah. pop, pop down and actually over the summer it does come in handy and yeah I think it's just fun but yeah. I'm much bigger on sort of Prosecco and wine, I have to say. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Boring. I feel like a real boozer actually now we're talking about all of this because I'm thinking like tick, tick, tick. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we are big on gin or, well, I am big on gin in, in our house and we, we're big Sipsmith drinkers mm. so I've always got a bottle on the go. My tipple of choice is a, a dirty gin martini so I mm. always have nice. gin, vermouth, 
and like a dutty jar of olives mm-hmm. <laughs> in the fridge. The loose is brine and olives. Mm. So sophisticated though. I love it. And the best thing about getting married is getting a glass for every tipple. <laughs> so we've got lovely martini glasses. Now we finish out on a Friday. If I get home at like five on a Friday. He's making a glass. Whip myself up a martini. <laughs> sit on the sofa. I love it. Another thing that we're really big on is Bloody Mary's or what is actually a red snapper because again, gin. I drink it with gin. Mm. So I've always got fresh tomato juice mm. in the fridge what I don't have and so Father Christmas if you're listening I can really do with a cocktail shaker Mm. because god this is gross this is the flip side of that but I just mix it in my uh, YouTube thing it's a bit desperate I need a drink let's put it in the blender (laughs) I don't blend it let's just get this clear I don't turn it on I just use the vessel with a lid to shake it all around oh okay I think that's fine the other thing I do like a glass of whiskey do you I get colds a lot and whether it's true or not that they bust a cold I don't know but it feels like a tonic for me for some reason I always do feel a bit healthier I could not touch whiskey I love it and the other thing that I always keep in the freezer along with a big bag of ice is I have moulds for rounded ice cubes and we've got the whiskey tumblers and that with like your rounded ball of ice Little, I think that makes whiskey. your uh, your Nutribullet shaker. Yeah, it, it evens yeah. out. It evens, it evens out. out. Yeah. So those are kind of our essentials. Um, friends from the States came over last Christmas and bought us a bottle of tequila. They bought us the Casamigos, oh, which is so um, nice. Which is so it? it's such nice tequila, which is the one that's owned by George Clooney and Randy Gerber, who is Cindy Crawford's husband. Yeah. So forget the acting career. They sold it out for billions, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Very impressive. So, anyway, but I don't know what you guys think, but I don't really think the Brits drink tequila as much as Americans do. No, like, they don't. bought it over and I was like, oh, fab. But unless I was going to do a shot, yeah, which doesn't happen that I love a margarita. That's actually one of my favourite cocktails. Do you make them at home? Not too often because they're a bit more of a faff, I'd yeah. say, than a lot of cocktails but if I'm out and I'm having a cocktail I would always go for a margarita love them but yeah I don't think we drink tequila like that would be my only thing I'd drink tequila in because I actually don't love the taste of it on its own I do but like for a night out yeah I was about to say tequila Mm -hmm. just makes me think of like you know slamming it at the bar Mm -hmm. or the Jose Cuervo (laughs) (laughs) I've got a watery throat just thinking about it I'm quite happy to sip on some ice cold tequila but again like in not at home that feels a bit it's a bit That's, night out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I also love a Cafe Patron as well. Which oh, is yeah. Coffee. No? Not no. love Cafe Patron. Yeah. Like so nice. You guys are so classy. I'm literally like, just pass me anything that's going. <laughs> Honestly. I'm still on the vodka river. <laughs> 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 I know, I'm just... That's so unique. Arches and lemonade. I also keep tonic at home. Yeah, I think yeah, okay, keep, yeah. keep a nice selection of fever trees. Yeah. And also, Ocado is a really good deal, but I'm sure all supermarkets when you're ordering online do really, really good deals on that so I just kind of tend to pick them up when I see them yeah same with tomato juice and that kind of stuff as well (laughs) do you change your tipple of choice around the festive period last night I had my first like big glass of red with like a big roast it was a roast it was a pie it was great great evening Um, but yeah I feel like I kind of obviously move more into the red wine region this time of year I don't like mulled wine love mulled wine I love mulled wine oh everyone looks shocked at me I don't Mm. like mulled wine I actually don't like red wine that might be why you don't like mulled wine yeah I don't really switch up my drinks do you like a baileys 
Oh, I could go for Bailey's. Oh, I do yeah. like a Bailey's. Yeah. It's a bit of an embarrassing. Oh no! Don't be ashamed. It's <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Bailey's on ice. I could go for a Bailey's. No, watery throat territory. Again, <laughs> oh, really? I don't like milk. I've never okay. liked it, and uh, that okay, for me, yeah. anything creamy—that's okay. well, no thanks. Heather, I'm surprised you like more wine because you generally don't like sweet drinks. Mm. Yeah, but I love red wine. So mm. I guess if you make your own, you don't have to put too much. I like True. the spices of it. I yes. think, mm. and it, the ritual. Yes, yes, I think that's it. Oh, it, just, yeah. it tastes like Christmas. You kind of exactly. don't even know whether you like it or not. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone drink eggnog? No. Oh, Again, creamy no. territory. Yeah, no. no. But that's raw not. egg. It's disgusting. Well, I've never tried it. I've never, I've never tried, tried it. I've no, tried it. It's quite American, it. isn't it? Very American. It's, again, it's got that nice nutmeggy spiciness to it, but it's mm. for me, it's kind of goat cream gluten Too territory. Yeah. So not fried. I don't mind a raw egg. I'll have a pisco sour. It's not shaken up, though, in that nice yeah, foam. It's Wait, what's the pisco sour? Egg whites. Yeah, it's yeah, the egg whites. Maybe this will be the year we try egg Maybe we should. Maybe we should do it live on podcast. Or do you like a hot toddy as well? Yeah. Hot drinks are just excellent, generally, aren't they? They are, yes. Hot somehow seems acceptable as well because it's like a nice warming drink mm. isn't yes. it than yeah. a Hot big cider. whiskey exactly oh, oh no no I cannot bear cider yeah. not even a hot one <laughs> Five. Oh, I, I no. honestly can't well that's for me with tequila no. Yeah, yes. no cider's not for me Okay. Well, I love the aesthetic of Drinks Trolley and there mm. are some really gorgeous ones in this feature. They're all very Art Deco, which I love. I do. Yeah. Yeah. They look so smart, but there's a couple of more modern black ones that I haven't seen before, so they all look lovely. Mm. So for that and more tips on what to stock your bar with, then do you have a look at the piece on the site. I feel like we're um, jumping the gun a bit in terms of chatting about Christmas entertainment, but I don't care because we are now in November. Polly and I are fully embracing the festive period as of this week. And to be fair... We wrote a feature on this, so this isn't just our Christmas agenda, on creating the perfect cheese board, which is basically porn for me. Um, <laughs> and this included everything from what should go on your cheese board, all, like the different variety of cheeses you should go for, and what kind of goes best with all the things. So let's just chat about cheese, oh, shall we? Yeah. Um, if you are creating a cheese board or you are entertaining with cheese, what do you go for? I think you have to have blue on. Yeah, definitely. Of course, yeah, yeah. Very solid blue cheese. Well, should we start with the basics? Because in this feature, it does say you need a hard cheese, a soft mm-hmm. cheese, a blue cheese, a goat's cheese, and a washed rind. So that's like a camembert or something. Yeah, right. Like, something I, agree. I think that's a very good mm-hmm. assessment. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Any blues of choice, Becky? Love a Stilton. Mm, Can't go. Stilton. I'm very, again, quite basic with my cheeses, but I am obsessed with cheese. But I don't think I'd put a camembert on my cheese. Oh, I would. Oh, not. Becky. Becky, get out. Right. <laughs> I just feel like that is bringing in a very new texture to the How board. about a brie? Oh, a brie? But I feel like a camembert somehow is just a more... But have you... <laughs> bread dipped in. Sorry, you, the centre... Particularly this time of year, I, I understand, like, most of the year, but right now, the star of a cheese board show has to be a big mm-hmm. Okay. Heather, any blue cheeses of choice? My mum always puts in a cambazola, which is... A uh, yeah, yeah, mix between gorgonzola and camembert, and mm. that is just delightful. Yes. Yeah, but oh, I don't know. I like to go to cheese shops and just pick stuff that I've never seen or tried yeah. before. We've got a local butcher who's got great cheese selection, and I buy Yorkshire Blue every week because mm. I love it. But then I went into La Fromagerie in oh, Marybone a few lovely. weeks ago, and he gave me a Shropshire Blue, which That's was lovely. amazing. I've tried that. So delicious, lovely. so salty. Becky Sussex Blue and Brighton Blue. Yeah, Brighton yeah. Blue. Love Brighton Blue. Yeah. Anyway, Polly. <laughs> 
cheese of choice <laughs> any cheese of choice do you eat blue yeah I do eat blue I love a gorgonzola or mm-hmm. a stilton or anything like that anything really stinky love it mm-hmm. but I think my ultimate cheese that I love the most is Comte oh, oh yes love a Comte mm-hmm. like a quince a jelly quince oh, jelly oh, oh, my a God. really really aged Comte yes. is crystallised yes. so delicious yes. isn't it I get not to keep shouting out to La Fromagerie but I got a 36 month oh, oh it was oh. so good the other day oh. so so good yeah, yeah. so worth it I like a Manchego as well yeah. but also yeah. something, like something a bit nuttier nutty but less cre- like less uh, rich mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and actually slices mm. lovely yeah and like a good cheddar actually mm. yeah really hits the spot like mm. if you mm. get a really nice kind of farmy one like from a farm shop yeah. I feel like those can really be excellent definitely I think they're the ones that really make most of any chutneys or anything yeah. yes. have. they're a good a yeah. good vessel and, um, okay so Sorry. what else are so those are our favourite cheeses Becky you've definitely been outvoted on the camembert front uh-huh. so what else are the other key components for you for a cheese board we've got figs on this list I think oh, that's yes. pretty high up there Heather mm. yeah like I say a decent chutney yeah yes. quince Jam. I know Georgie's a big fan of truffled honey, especially oh with a Comte. Yes. Sensational. What's truffled yeah. honey with a Comte? I've never the tried one. that. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Mm. Yeah, honey with lots of different cheeses, especially a goat's cheese as well, actually works ridiculously it cuts well. It really, doesn't it? Ragstone goat's cheese from Neil's Yard. I'm just going to give that a shout out. Oh, it's the yes. nicest goat's cheese I've ever they tried. They do very good, yeah, very good selection. I've never tried And not that expensive either. You can get a sort of a log of it for five quid and mm. it lasts a long time because it's quite rich. It's lovely. Oh, okay. Delicious. Polly, anything else to add to your cheese board? Some grapes, I think, would be nice. Yes. Nah, yeah, no, I do. Standard. Oh, no, you don't agree. I like a grape with a cheese. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Like particularly with a blue as well. Yeah, yeah. Because if you really like the flavour of blue, mm. then sometimes the, the yeah. jellies or whatever can take away from it a bit. Whereas actually, yeah. grape is mild enough just to give a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And obviously, make sure your choice of crackers are yes. yeah. on point. Sublime. Um, yeah. Also, a date. I do yeah. like a date. Yeah, a date. And a slice of cheese. Mm. I think what I'm realising is that I just like the cheese and bread yeah, and me too. butter, not me the fruit. Too. <laughs> um, just there. Is cheese yeah. a big part of your family Christmases? It is on Boxing Day, especially. Oh, you mm. Boxing, Day. Okay. Boxing Day is like the big game cheese night. Yes, mm. you know, that's that. when we all come together over a cheese board mm. so we take our Stilton game very seriously over Christmas oh. I mean it's ordered already like it's done wow. my dad, yeah my dad is in charge of the cheese and we get the big Fortnum's Stilton every oh, year wow. it has to live in the garage because it's it that smelly <laughs> but we just kind of systematically work our way through it mm. and, and get to take big chunks home when oh, we're done lovely. Yeah. worth the investment yeah. Say. yeah really enjoy it Heather to be honest cheese is just a sort of year round thing for my <laughs> family my mum usually puts together a really good one and yeah it's just something obviously the thing with cheese that if you don't eat it or you can just wrap it back yeah. up and put it in the fridge so there's usually a few cheeses knocking around in my family's house so. yeah. yeah nice good essentials alright well for more tips on how to put together the perfect cheese board and also for great cheeses that all work really well together then have a look at the piece on the site Okay, we're going to talk about bonfire night now. It will have just been and gone by the time this podcast airs, but that makes it no less relevant because obviously it's a pretty seismic part of British culture, isn't it? So do you guys embrace bonfire night? Yes, it's one of my favourite times of the year. Like better than Halloween better than my birthday (laughs) like it's just so cozy so fun and yeah it just feels like the start of winter even though Mm. it's not technically Mm. winter yeah it just feels really like i love the smell smell so do you always go to a fireworks place yeah oh where do you go well we've only kind of just moved to our area in the last Mm. year so we're finding our feet a little bit so we might go to hampton court this year oh that's a good Um, one bank of england or something Mm. which is near where my husband grew up like 
kind of Roehampton area. So we might be going to that on Sunday. Never been to those, but apparently they are very good. I'm sure Hampton Court is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. backdrop. Yeah. yeah, so maybe we'll go for a double. Why not? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> do you attend public shows? I haven't done recently, but I do absolutely love it. But I've got a question for you, Becky. Have you ever been to Lewis for Bonfire Night? Oh, God, yeah. So I went as a child. It's basically the biggest one in the UK. They go all out. They have loads of rival bonfire societies mm. and they parade through the wow. streets with these sort mm. of burning crosses, huge effigies and all sorts. But it's become so popular over the last few years that all trains going in and out, they close the roads, they Gosh. stop the trains. So it's, it's quite become intense. difficult to get in. Mm. But I've always wanted to go, but because of... Been. Okay. I've never been, Hard but to get there. desperate to go. It's but... very full on. I mean, I'm not slating it. I still think it's an amazing thing, but you can expect like bangers at your feet and stuff. Mm. It's very it's scary. Um, yeah, it's a bit scary. I think because I went as a child, it's put me off. But yeah. I think to go as an adult would be amazing. Yeah. I think it's really fun in a group. And like, I don't know if you guys have been, but Lou, is beautiful anyway but I think manic yeah. I think it's more of a party vibe now mm-hmm. there. Yeah. can you go to Brighton Seafront and see fireworks so they do them on the pier or anything no no there's a few Too dangerous I guess yeah. it would yeah. they do a thing though is it in December called burning of the clocks yes, in Brighton do, as well yeah. which is their sort of own Ooh. sort of almost paganistic <laughs> Brighton um, <laughs> sort of ringing in the new year but oh, not cool. quite because it's usually early December yeah. and they have lots of fireworks then and sort of paint clocks out you know on paper and then yeah. burn them Again, I've never been because it's always at about five o'clock. It's meant to be and amazing, we're here, so uh-huh. I've not been, but I would one day like to yeah. go to that because I do enjoy bonfire night and yeah, mm. being near to a bonfire. Mm, I know, it's it is the smell, yeah. as you Absolutely. say. The smell is good sparkler. Yeah, oh, I love that. My old school puts on a fireworks display every year, and I haven't been since I was like ten. But they sent the email round, you know, announcing it yesterday. I was like, oh my god, it's so all I can think about is like hot tomato mm, soup. That's what I'm going to say. And toffee yeah. apples yeah. and just that smell. Oh, it's so cozy. It's delicious, isn't it? It is. Fireworks are not without the controversy, Mm -hmm. and Sainsbury's have announced that this year they're not going to sell any. I know as a dog owner, or my family have a dog, that it's really, really challenging Mm -hmm. if you do have pets. So... Would you attend a personal one or would you do one? Polly, you've got a garden. Would you, would you do one at home? No, I actually do feel quite strongly that people should not be using fireworks kind of recreationally. Mm-hmm. I think you should go to somewhere that is safe and with people that know mm. what they're doing because they are incredibly dangerous. Mm. Like, you know, let's not even consider the fact that they scare dogs or whatever. Mm. But I do think, you know, people have had so many accidents. It's just almost not worth the risk. Yeah. Just yeah. go and watch them somewhere. They're going to be better anyway than in your back garden. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like for pets and stuff like that, it is a really horrible sort of time of year for most people. And if there's people doing mm. it around in, in their gardens and stuff, then I don't think it's very fair. So that's my opinion on that. Yeah, <laughs> I once turned point. a corner in Kilburn and some kids were letting one off like exactly. in the street. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Also, it's quite frightening for elderly people mm-hmm. yeah. mm. kids that live on their own. It is quite a frightening experience if you don't feel secure. Yeah, And if true. you've got kids as well, people just set them off at any old time exactly. of night yeah. for like weeks as yeah. well, not just yeah. on the 5th. So, yes, so yeah. true. Yes, and yeah. by the time you've got like obviously Diwali, there were loads yeah. going on last week as well, mm. which is obviously lovely, but, but the more it's unregulated, mm-hmm. the more you just could you could technically have them going off down your street like yeah. for weeks yeah, on end, yeah. couldn't you? Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. So, so it seems it's not selling them because of that. 
plastic yeah. anchors of that. That's true, plastic. 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 Plastic as well. I mean, good yes. on them for doing that, because that's probably a big chunk of their yeah. yes. income around this time of year that they're forfeiting. Yeah, very true. Well, we've put together a list of the best places to go to for, for a public fireworks display. So they included Crystal Palace. Obviously, that's a big one. Alexandra Palace, another very popular mm-hmm. one. And Battersea Park, which I actually heard Sam and the team saying before was the which best in this area. Yeah. Um, there's also one in Southwark Park, Blackheath and Wembley Park too. So it's right. pretty much all of London covered mm-hmm. for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, do enjoy a toffee apple and stay safe. I don't think we're going to endorse doing it at home, <laughs> are we, this year? We're going to finish with a bit of fashion. And we wrote a feature on four ways to style a black roll neck, which maybe doesn't sound all that exciting but actually a black polo neck is the foundation of a lot of winter wardrobes but because it's a kind of slimmer fit often we're talking about like not oversized chunky ones slim ones they can be a bit harder to know what to do with them you can't just shove them on with a pair of skinny jeans so Polly you put together a couple of looks to tell us how to style them what's your number one rule for making them look cool I think for the kind of finer knit ones like you were talking about using them as a layering piece is probably Mm -hmm. quite important rather than as a standalone yes. because it just looks a bit kind of boring mm-hmm. but you know wearing them under a shirt or under a midi dress it's a great way to make your midi dresses that you wore in the summer work for this time of year it makes it a little bit warmer mm-hmm. but yeah just kind of utilizing that with you know maybe some more neutral colors like a black and then white and a camel or whatever it's just quite a nice way to build a look mm. with a few different other things and that's such a trend now if you look at like a Lindsay Holland mm. there's a kind of big crop of kind of Scandi influencers who wear that look so well with like a big oversized shirt yes. and just basically treat it as a second skin almost mm. underneath what you would otherwise wear Becky I feel like I've seen you in one of these recently I mean I'm a very practical dresser so I would love a black roll neck <laughs> and like you just said Polly I really like wearing them under dresses in winter because I'm not a big dress person anyway I it's a bit too girly for me so I quite like to dress it down with a black roll neck if I'm going to do it it toughens it up a bit it doesn't toughens it, it up mm. and just makes it a bit more androgynous and also with just a pair of jeans it's mm-hmm. just quite easy I mean I, you know I don't actually know style tips but I think it's quite easy to wear yeah, yeah. Heather I feel like underdress will be your yeah I think at you. the moment a lot of the dresses I'm wearing are quite high necked so they don't really warrant having one underneath but no definitely mm. yeah Maybe I've got a couple layer. of roll necks that I haven't used in a while so yeah this mm. is definitely a new way for me to yeah. think about wearing them I love the idea Polly of dressing it up for a night out yeah. so I love yeah. paired one with a sequin skirt and some big earrings yeah, so yeah. it's quite nice it? because obviously that sequin skirt is going to be quite out there and then contrasting it with quite a simple mm-hmm. top like a back roll neck is a good way to make that wearable for the evening and mm-hmm. you know not make your skirt to you over the top I guess <laughs> it does it down a bit doesn't it yeah. um, I also love the look under a double breasted blazer which I think yeah. is very simple but but effective and then should we talk about look number four which is not really to do with the roll neck but to do with <laughs> tucking trousers into yes. long boots which I think we've said maybe about a month or so on the podcast we were like never oh, never yeah, tuck it's trousers it's so funny yeah. isn't it how things change and then uh, <laughs> we've changed our minds a bit on that haven't we yeah I think it's all about the shape of the trouser isn't mm-hmm. it really I would say not tucking skinny jeans into a knee-high boot i would go for a more of a a loose um sort of tailored trouser um instead play with your proportions a little bit Mm. and that's why it works with a skinny polar neck doesn't it because it gives you that kind of simple Mm. top whilst you've got a busy bottom yeah (laughs) where should we go for great black Arquette, I think, is a really great place on the high street. They do great knitwear generally, but they've got a really nice selection of kind of finer knit ones as well as a chunkier one if you fancy going for that as well. Again, Massimo Duty, H&M. The high street is kind of great 
for this kind of thing and you don't necessarily need to spend mm. a fortune on one especially if it's just going to be a layering piece in your wardrobe mm. my tip is Everless Men's Cashmere oh. Oh. yeah that's one I was wearing yesterday in navy oh, that was lovely mm. also Uniqlo and I was going to say Uniqlo, Uniqlo. Yeah. Yeah. that's some very good roll necks in yes. Uniqlo yeah, yeah. They do Uniqlo know. you probably already know this have done a collaboration with JWS yes. and it's amazing it's, it is very cool I it's, very nearly bought about three things at the weekend and then didn't I think it's their third collaboration yeah. it's all second together but yeah it's menswear is amazing yeah times have bought like five things and they're good. so it's really nice better, isn't it? yeah lots of cool checks yeah good tip Heather thank you okay cool well for some of our favourite black next then do have a look at the piece on the site that's it from me for a while I'm off, I'm off on honeymoon so you will be in Georgie's capable hands over the next few weeks and I will see you back it will be nearly December when oh I'm my back. god we'll miss you <laughs> thanks thanks so if you have any feedback at all in the meantime do email podcast at sheerlux.com we love hearing from you also don't forget to rate review subscribe and tell your friends bye bye even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.